X's and O's. Um, and Phil demonstrates that. Um, I thought Doug kind of demonstrates that in basketball, you get one great player, you, you, you can be competitive. You got a shot. Um, and Phil shows that uh, if you really want to be the best, though, um, you've got to incorporate everyone, and, and you've got to find the strengths of everyone and, and try to get those to blend together. And he had such a, uh, you know, just a, an attitude where he was able to wipe things away so quickly and move on and um, continue to get everyone to buy in. And I, I thought it was great. I mean, it was awesome watching that. And I, I, last time we talked, it, this was when I was growing up, and um, I used to just love all these series and um, how physical they were, and you knew it was going to be right down at the very end, all of them. Curtis, let's talk about the guys locally that signed free agents. They they didn't get drafted over the weekend, but they signed free agent deals. Mikey Daniel, Atlanta, Christian Rosaboom for the Rams, Luke Sellers, Detroit, Jake Lacina, Augustana, Derek Tuska out of Warner and Indy issue goes to Denver, and Cameron Klein, USD defensive tackle to Indy. What uh, what on the horizon do you see for these guys, and which ones you think has the best chance of Holding on to that team. Well, you know, it, it, it's tough. I, I, I think Tosca, for sure, I think has a shot. I mean, he just has such gifted skill sets with his hands and such a great motor um, that I, I was really surprised he didn't go sooner. Um, it, you know, and I just kept thinking, God, someone's going to get a really good player here. Someone's going to get a really good player. And then, you know, finally, it was a lot like Tyler Starr. I think Tyler Starr went second to last pick, too, um, when he went to the Falcons. And and so I think Derek's going to go in. He's going to play behind some amazing defensive linemen. You know, Don Miller, he's going he's gonna to get a C and, and watch and, and try to take under his mentorship. Um, but he'll be a great one because he's one that can also contribute on special teams. Then I would have to go what I feel like is the, the fullbacks now are, are making a strong push back into the NFL. And I think Mikey Daniels going to the Falcons is ideal. That was really smart on his part to choose. Because when you're a free agent now, you get to choose. So they get hit by about, you know, well, like Karen, I think, had about 20 teams reaching out to him. You get to pick and choose, and they offer you a lot of money. I mean, they, they still give you a good salary or a, a, a contract and a um, signing bonus as a free agent even. Mikey, the reason why it was such a good move is because Todd Gurley um, going there, that they're going to want to really establish a run game, not Ryan, not Ryan. And so if he can go in and, and really um, buy that position, you know, sell himself to the staff and show that he can block and, and also catch the ball like C.J. did at Minnesota, he's got a great shot. And then I think Luke Sellers, too. Luke maybe even more so because Luke can also go out to an H-back, uh, a moving tight end position. He has a lot of versatility that hasn't been filled to his, his days at SDSU. Hmm. How about Christian Rosaboom? I mean, so many great things he did for the Jacks, playing in the Mole Valley. What's it going to be like for him uh, working out with the Rams? Yeah, you know, it's tough because um, a tremendous player. I mean, unbelievable player, great career at SDSU, and you really see him fly sideline to sideline. But when you move up to this level now, there's a lot of a lot of athletes like that. And 
um, athletes that have more size or speed and can take on those blocks because um, they're going to get on you now. Uh, and that'll be where first he has to sell himself on special teams and then show that he can really move around and shed those blocks. But, you know, to, to his advantage, the, the kid from USF with the Cardinals, uh, many people didn't think he would have a shot, and he's gone in and played three years now and, and really has done a tremendous job. And so I, I think, you know, the way Roseland can move sideline to sideline is a huge asset, and then if he can find a niche on special teams first, that's how he's going to make it. And what about our guest in about 50 minutes, Jake Lacina, the center from Augustana, won the Remington Trophy for best center in the country at the Division II level, like his father, played at Augie, and like his father, going to be a part of the Minnesota Vikings organization, signs an undrafted free agent deal. It wasn't the team his father went directly to, but uh, what did you see out of him and can see? Uh, well, you know, he's a strong kid, um, good feet. The question will be now, though, can he handle, let's say he goes against a three-man front and they put a 375-pound nose guard straight head up on him, um, or you get someone that's lighter quicker at an angle now, and the, the quick twitch is what comes into question now at this level because, the guys will get into you so much faster than what you saw at the Division II level. And that's where we always look at um, centers that have strong hands that can handle that initial explosion and, and burst. And like the center, we have Lawrence Martin, who's the best in the league, but he does it with his feet. And that's also why he isn't able to move up is because, you know, it's not as much engaged and stymie the contact right away. And with Kirk Cousins, you've got to do that cannot allow penetration and then anchor in. You've got to stop it right away. So that would be the big test for Lucina at that position. Yeah, and of course you have Garrett Bradbury, who's coming off a rookie year with the Vikings. He got, he got persecuted for giving up, you know, giving up ground. I mean, he yeah. was one of the best at, at FBS level, and, and you've got to be so strong at that spot. Curtis Riggs, head coach, Sioux Falls Storm, the 11-time indoor champion. Craig and John here on Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230, KWSN.com. Curtis, an analyst for both high school and college games on Midco Sports Network and on SDPB with Craig. Craig, what kinds of questions do you have for Curtis about the Vikings? Well, the Vikings getting very strong grades from various... NFL writers and followers of the draft. In fact, they gave him an A, gave the Packers pretty much a D. Overall, with the Vikings draft, did they did they get what they needed uh, in this draft? Well, I, you know, I always say, Craig, you can never do a grade or tell on anything until a year or two down the road. I mean, really, those grades are purely for people like you and I to talk about. Um, we really won't know on any of these because, you take, uh, let's say, a defensive lineman from Baylor um, who had a really good college career, but does that translate into the NFL? Because he, he really doesn't have a lot of explosion. He just works really hard and was in a good scheme in college. So how does that then correlate to the NFL? And, and so that's where we don't really know. What they did do, though, was they took good football players in, on Saturday, and they had a slow pick. I don't understand why they didn't trade 
some of those picks, though, to move up. I mean, you know, someone like the Patriots love to pick on Saturday. Well, let's let's send some of those picks to them and, and move up a little bit here and, and find someone that's going to help us right away because we could use the help. That would have been my mentality. They seemed content on drafting all day Saturday, which I, I – I just kept thinking, how many more picks do the Vikings have today? Um, Because they just kept picking over and over. And and not many of those guys are going to make the team. Yeah, I mean, it was 11 picks, 11, uh, for rounds 5 through 7 for the Vikings. 11 out of their 15. Uh, (laughs) 8 came in rounds uh, 4 through seven. So uh, now, having said all that, I mean, you said you watched this intensely, so... Beyond their first three round picks, so the back eight of those Vikings picks, do you see one or did you see one that you're like, okay, uh, nobody's really heard of this guy, but he's he's a strong candidate to to make some noise. Uh, you know, I think some of the defensive backs they took will come in and have a competitive fight. I think they'll come in right away. And at least where you do want to get guys on Saturday, shore up your depth. Um, I was shocked, though, they didn't take any receivers on Saturday. Uh, yes, they took Jefferson, but no other receivers. I mean, it was such a deep position. I thought they might try to get someone. Um, some of those speed guys, you know, there was a lot of just straight speed style receivers that I thought, you know, let's maybe get one of these guys that can clear the top for for Thielen and Jefferson. And, and they didn't do that. They went, they stayed Dead firm. Uh, the linebacker from Oregon, really good player. I don't think people realize he's an extremely good tackler in space, and uh, he'll be one that helps. I think the kid from Baylor will find a niche in there somewhere. You just he works so hard. Uh, it, it's one of those guys you, you don't want on your team, and you can't find a way to get him off your team. Hmm. Interesting. Um, all right, well, we're going to get more with Curtis Riggs here. There's so much more draft to talk about, including what is going on with the Packers. Does Curtis see the same vision, especially with its offense, the way John Gutekinst and Matt LaFleur do? And it just kind of feels like it's pushing Aaron Rodgers out of the picture, and how good of an idea is that? It's Craig and John, Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230, KWSN.com. Local sports news, scores, schedules, and columns from John Gaskins by going to KWSN.com. Also hear the station live and Craig and John segments on demand at KWSN.com. The KWSN Fan Line brought to you by Tires, 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 your give-you-more tire and automotive store with two stores to serve you. Go to Tires3.com. He's Craig Maddock. I'm John Gaskins, Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230, KWSN.com. You can hear us on the free KWSN mobile app, either on your phone or via your smart speakers. And so many of you are listening more to us at home, since that's where you work. And top of the hour, we'll hand the baton to you. I don't know what you think of the Vikings and Packers draft opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to the evaluators and what that means for 2020 the short term ben lieber we're going to play back some of his remarks vikings radio and television analyst and a college football announcer by trade for fox sports and fs1 he said that trent williams for the vikings would be better for the short term 
and their pick of Ezra Cleveland better for the long term. The Vikings were in intense and deep conversations with Washington for a while with Trent Williams, including Thursday and Friday of the draft. It never got done. The Vikings are the 49ers light. That was proven in the divisional playoff game. And similar zone block running scheme, similar offensive philosophy from the Mike Shanahan coaching tree. And Williams chooses the team with the better operation of it right now, the Niners, than the Vikings. And it felt like it was partly his choice because it appears both teams were offering about the same. If you're saying it's a better short-term idea, then that was the better idea if you were hoping to win the Super Bowl this year. And I'll I'll just see if, if Curtis Riggs, the head coach of the Sioux Falls Storm, as our draft digs with Curtis Riggs continues, feels the same way. Do you think in the long run, Curtis, it will be better or worse for the Vikings that that trade did not happen? I, I, I don't care, long or short. They, they should have got Williams. Um, you could find someone next year in the draft like what you got out of the kid once you stayed. I, he's a good player, but there, there's a lot of good ones. And if it's that pressing the need, you'd make sure you found a way. But there's not a lot of Trent Williams that come along. There just isn't. And you look at any of your best guys, they're not as good. They're not a seven-time Pro Bowl. And, yes, I'm sure he was being a pre-Madonna and wanted and had all these needs because he wasn't real excited about going to Minnesota probably. But you make it work, and you, you offer Washington a few more of those 11 Saturday picks to get someone like him, and then you find a way to make it work to get him on the field because you want to win now. You can't wait to try to think about two or three years from now because the Boise State kid may not even be on your roster by that point. And by the way, uh, as a GM, how you know how spooked would you have been by his health and his health questions? It sounds like not very much. It sounds like it would have been worth the risk for you. Yeah, I, I think, I, I mean, I would have been okay. I, I would have been, hey, let's get him in now, because it seemed like just as much injury, it was more so the clash of uh, Washington, how they treated him when he was hurt. So I think you just got to bring him in and really love him up and show you're all about what he wants and and then get him as a leader and and then they buy in. And it sounds like, um, you know, it was easy for the 49ers because Joe Steele's stepping away so you can say, hey, you're coming in right away for a championship team. You know my system. We have the money to pay you. And it was probably a much easier transition for him. But he wasn't the one decided. The Redskins were the ones that accepted the trade. So, you know, you first got to deal with them, get them on board. Then you can get Trent Williams on board. Green Bay Packers, uh, first round, they get a backup quarterback. And in the second pick, they get a backup running back. What did you think of the Packers drafting Jordan Love? Yeah, I, I, I thought they had a terrible draft. Um, you know, I, I thought the Vikings took that Staley, the, the Iowa kid, I think is a good fit because he fits your quarterback, um, that same style and, and that you don't have to make a big change for your offense. Now, if Rodgers were to go down and if Love is the backup, there's a drastic change. And I think we all know Rodgers has a lot of years left in him. I mean, this was a terrible move terrible move on on so many different ways um it's not similar to the Favre rogers deal um and, and they had some glaring concerns not only did they need another receiver 
But I seem to remember watching the 49ers run for over 300 yards against them. They couldn't stop the rush. I mean, they need some interior D-line and linebacker help, and they didn't address that either. Instead, they went and got a running back who's a short yardage back in their scheme. They have two starting running backs already. So I I imagine this running back from Boston College is only going to get short yardage carries and goal line carries. And then they took a tight end out of Cincinnati who really doesn't have a lot of elusiveness. Maybe he's a great run blocker, and maybe they're going to come out and run past 50-50, but I can't really see that being that big of a change with Rodgers as your quarterback. The other quarterback, of course, uh, goes to uh, Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts goes to Philly. Were you surprised? I was going, what? They got Carson Wentz there already. Yeah, you know what surprised me, Craig, was when they first Okay, if you're taking him as your backup quarterback, then then I'm okay, even in that second round, because we all know there's a chance Carson's going to get hurt. I mean, it's just the way he plays. Injury is going to happen. And so if you think that Hurts could be your guy later down the road, then yes, good pick. A lot like what we many people think Green Bay is trying to do. I, I Different situation, though. Where I had trouble with the Hurts pick is when they're saying that he is like Tyson Hill. Tyson Hill. He is not like Tyson Hill. <laughs> he is a quarterback that can do some athletic things. Tyson Hill is a great athlete. And, not, and what makes him even better is that he can line up and play fullback if needed, tight end if needed. I mean, he does all the special teams. He's the up back on, on the punt team. I mean, there are very few Swiss Army knives like Cason Hill. Curtis Riggs joining us. Head coach Sioux Falls Storm watched the entire three rounds of the draft more intensely at the back end than the beginning. It's Craig and John here on Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230, and KWSN.com. Okay. Uh, and, you know, part of the Winston thing, you know, that I'm a step ahead of myself here and uh, us. Uh, part of the Hurts thing is also per. Do you see them using? Yeah, how much do you see them using him as a weapon? But also, uh, see see him as a trade chip. Something Howie Rosen, ever since he's been with the Eagles for the last twenty years, does sometimes because you said it. Wentz gets hurt, you need a good backup. But also, he could just be great trade bait next year, the year after yeah. that. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I mean, if, if he comes in and has some success like Garoppolo. Um, then, then you've got a, a first round pick trade option there. Um, so that's a possibility. I think maybe they'll try. They'll try to drive things and do things. Um, but it, it's so hard to get a quarterback to do something that he just hasn't done very often. And you put him in positions where he's just not accustomed to. It's not that easy. Just because he's a good athlete, it doesn't mean... You know, the other guys that play those positions are really good athletes, too. And so it's just not that easy to go in and say, hey, we're going to have a package for you and use you these different ways. And and it's going to set off a lot of bells and whistles for the defense. Um, And there's just not very many players that can do it. And I think it will be a struggle for Hurts to do that. You're a big Las Vegas Raiders fan. Henry Ruggs III is the first pick with the white robe and everything that he had was wearing the other night. Is he a perfect fit for the Las Vegas Raiders? Well, I, I don't. I think 
only time will tell, Craig. I, let's hope so. I, I, I mean, I sat there just like, oh, I, you know, I wanted land. Um, but, you know, when you think about what Derek Carr did last year and how he had to throw short and even his intermediate passes were not very frequent, it was because they had no one that could drive those safeties back. And, and they've got to have someone that can drive the safeties and stretch the field. When you stretch the field, it's not only about throwing deep, it's you create space between the safeties and the linebackers. And then you get big windows to throw. And I think that's what they're trying to push for more than anything else. Uh, who, who is trying to do that, too? Because they go after two speedy wide receivers. They want to do what uh, Kansas City does uh, in that uh, division. Yeah, I mean, that's what you saw in that division. I mean, Denver was was really jumping all over that, um, and, and I think that's the trend. Even some of the other receivers the Raiders took were speed guys or guys that are great in space, and I think everyone's trying to find that Tyreek Hill. The one pick that was probably the best pick in that division was the Chiefs' first pick. I, I mean, that, that kid is going to be such a great fit in their system with catching passes and making a swing route instead of a three-yard game, a 12- to 15-yard game. Yeah. I mean, he's going to really run his stuff. Yeah, I mean, of course, I'm a Chiefs fan. I'm biased. But they had uh, Dan Patrick had a pro football focus guy on the day, and he, he provided great insight the day after the draft was complete. But he was questioning, if not lampooning that pick by Andy Reid because you have a running back and it's Patrick Mahomes and you're taking the ball out of his hands. And I'm thinking, have you watched Andy Reid's offenses and what he does with running backs? <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I know. It's, it's a great fit. It's, yeah. He'll, he'll really – if I was fantasy owners, I would say just that guy. Hey, uh, 20 seconds, Jameis Winston to the Saints. Like it, hate it, in between what? Hey, that also tells you Taysom Hill is not a true quarterback. That right there, it, it's them signing Winston – they love him for the Swiss Army knife, not as a true quarterback. Um, it's a good pickup for the Saints. Uh, and I'll just say, uh, the team I thought really came out well from the draft, the Dallas Cowboys, I think, really had a good draft, mm-hmm. even though I can't stand them. Yeah, they are going to be fun to watch with all the weapons they got back. What's that, Craig? How about them Cowboys? Yeah, how about them? Uh, thank you, Curtis. Appreciate your time as always. Thanks, all right, Curtis. thanks, guys. Big 5 o'clock hour. We'll take back some Ben Lieber next. Goodbye, Aberdeen.